episode 196 of Brutal Battle. Yes, as promised, Jason Evans is still here. We're going to do another episode. We're going to try two of his beers that were from the Independent Brewing Wart Challenge that he brought along so graciously. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about the Wart Challenge that Phil Rudy is doing at Independent Brewing. He's been doing it, is this like his third year doing it? Third or fourth? I he hasn't been open that long. No, okay. I think he's been opened two years. Okay, so but he's done it like... He's done it like maybe a year and a half. He, okay. Yeah, he, he, he's offered it pretty early on. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember it happening very early after opening, just being like, man, he's like coming out of the gate with all this like, cool, you know, fun. home brewer yeah. included stuff. Yeah. So, all right, well, uh, let's start with the the first one you want us to try. Yeah, let's here. try the uh, saison. This is a uh, dark saison fermented. Whoa, yeah, that, this one's been been cooking for a while in the bottle. <laughs> this is fermented with um, plum puree. Oh, nice. Sounds tasty. Carbonation's held up, that's for sure. Yeah. This, this oh has been gosh. in the bottle about a year. That's surprising. It's looking tasty. So, what was the base, Wart? Does, I mean, does he does he tell you anything, or did you just say, here's Wart? He, he will, I'd say a couple days before you pick it up, he will let you know the percentage of certain things sometimes mm-hmm. um he'll give you the srm which is the the color rating yeah so you can tell what level of of shade it has um but really i to me it, they're usually very neutral type base beers so yeah. it gives you the opportunity to really play that's good oh and it makes sense because then yeah people have more options absolutely to go in different ways plus that's good for whoever's judging it <laughs> because yeah. you don't want to be tasting the same things pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So this looks like a brown ale, really. It does. It, it's dark. Uh, if you hold up to the light, it looks a little purplish. Yeah. Yeah, real brown, though. And yeah. Hazy. I can't see anything through it. Yeah. There's a decent head to it. It's oh, yeah. really kept The carbonation's head. really nice. Yeah. What's it smell like? Um, I get what I'm assuming is the plum. Yeah. It comes off a little fig-ish okay. to me. Dates, figs. Pretty similar to me. Dark fruit heavy. Yeah, very dark fruit heavy. I can smell the saison yeast. Yeah. Spice on the nose. Yeah, it's nice. That smell really good. And here's the thing, like, I haven't had many dark saisons before, and I am a fan. Okay. I, I do like them. Um, I think I've had one or two by Stillwater Artisanal Ales, because okay. he used those a lot of saisons. Yeah. And one by someone else who I can't remember, but... And for this, I would the theme was holiday. Yeah. And to me, I think holiday, I think food, I think getting together with your family. Yeah. And nothing, to me, nothing works better with uh, holiday foods than a Saison. I love a Saison. Totally agree. With turkey especially, it just works so well. Yes. So to me... I, it didn't matter what the color of the beer was going to be. I wanted to make a Saison. I honestly didn't know dark Saison was a style. But I couldn't see why it would be bad as long as the, the roast levels weren't weren't high on the yeah. because of the color. And they definitely weren't. So, yeah, it seemed to work out pretty well. This tastes nice. It's it's definitely got all that Saison character, but just a little more like sweet maltiness to yeah. it. And then it finishes with that little, like, that hit of the plum fruit. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, 
I feel like it's a flash of tartness on my tongue, mm-hmm. and then just like the fruit actual like flavor. Yeah. Um, I like it. That's it, nice. Yeah, this was a French saison yeast. Mm. More people should be doing saisons, regular, yeah, dark, whatever. <sighs> so good. Oh yes, now I remember specifically what my first dark saison was. It was a saison darkly by Stillwater. Okay, which is really good. If I don't know if he's made I haven't it seen in that. a while. He he's really heavily into the IPAs now. Mm-hmm. Why not market? Market demands yeah. it. Yeah, but they're he's not a Baltimore guy anymore. He's yeah. opening something, I believe, in Brooklyn, New York, and I think I heard he sold his shares of um of Love, of Love and Regret. Regret. Really? Yeah, I think oh, he's his steak is over, so I'm not sure. That's a great restaurant. It is. It's really nice. They there. serve really good beer because it's mainly all still water stuff, but then they have a few guest taps. Yeah. Um, and the food is high quality. Absolutely yeah, tasty. One of the better places. Looks like a total shithole really yeah it's a dive like, <laughs> it yeah. looks terrible on, on the outside you don't even know if they're open yep, yep. honestly but go in it's nice that's very good um yeah i'm totally enjoying this 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 is really really good good um so how do they do the work challenge they use they've been using eventbrite you just buy a ticket buy Smart. a ticket and you pick up you bring your vessel They'll have some sanitizing solution there for you. They just fill it up five gallons worth and you take it home. And um, with the Harford County Liquor Board, I, I believe this is kind of like a, a loophole since he's making the wart. Mm-hmm. We're able to bring it back for tasting. Otherwise, you can't bring outside alcohol into somewhere that serves alcohol, I believe. So there's a lot of, of rules that the county yeah. has here and kind of makes it no fun. <laughs> but <laughs> you're killing our fun, man. Yeah. So in, in this case, this works and, you know, we get to bring the beer back. Sometimes they judge, like there's a, some judges that go through all the beers. Other t- uh, There was an IPA challenge and that one was a tough one because... Like, every, you, did you, everyone go like citrus? Well, you were given... A group of hops. You are assigned hops. Hmm. So, so you had to purchase the hops. To yes. From, oh, yeah. From Phil. No, no. You or you, you got them. On you your get own. them out on your own. Okay. So you're just you're given a group of hops that you can use, uh, and then you you play with those only. Uh, huh. So the the tastings were by group. Um, so at every table was hops from the same group. Okay. And it was a tough one. They didn't have judges for that one. It was more. Um, we brought and then we were the judges. So oh, that's cool. we went through and tried like 30 IPAs in a row. And <laughs> it was, could you that really, was a tough one. Could you really taste no, the differences? Not really. And half? Not really. Yeah, that was exactly. a tough one. So I didn't score so well on that one. That was really tough judging. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> like we've, we've done on this show like IPA tournament here mm-hmm. or there. And that's like 12 yeah. IPAs. And by the end of that, my palate's just fatigued. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time seeing differences. Um, like 30-some? Yeah, it was a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine. Like, I feel like you're not even giving all of them a fair shake at that Thankfully, point. Thankfully, there was very little... In the wart, there was very little bitterness. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't know, 
the bitterness comes early in the boil. So you add your hops earlier in the boil. Usually it's a 60-ish minute boil. Uh-huh. That gives you your bitterness. So the, the, the base beer was low on bitterness, and we were adding flavor, not even so much flavor, more aroma. Uh, flavor comes like late in the boil. Um, so the goal was kind of to see how dry hopping affected perceived bitterness and don't know if the goal was achieved. Uh, we just kind of all just drank way too many IPAs that day. That's about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lupulin overload. Mm -hmm. So there is such a thing. Apparently. Do you remember what hops you were assigned? I don't off the top of my head. Uh, they were some good ones. Like, I think I had like Huel Melon. Hmm. Um, there, there were some good ones in the bunch. Does anyone? It's just like Buggles. <laughs> no, I Holler think Town Middle Fruit, Stritzel Spalt. <laughs> yeah, Stritzel Spalt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were. I think he kind of like balanced out the groups so that you weren't screwed over with hops. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone wants the, the exciting hops. Oh, like yeah. Give everyone the, wants the Nelson Sabin, the yep. Citra. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the new one? Vic Secret is mm-hmm. like a big deal right now. Yep. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, so so this this idea, mm-hmm. I I don't know if any other breweries do this with the Wart Challenge. I don't know, but I feel like it's a good way for any brewery. Mm-hmm. To reach out to their local homebrewing community and just say, hey, you know, not only am I serving you beers, but I care about what you guys are doing and let's see what you do. Um, Have you heard anything about Phil getting inspiration from what the homebrewers are doing with the work challenge? I haven't seen that yet. Um, And sometimes he doesn't even, he's not usually even a judge because he's pretty busy just... Makes sense running the event. Um, So I don't know if any inspiration has been acquired from these competitions and applied to his beers. He has a, he has a wide variety enough. Um, He he does a good variety of beers already. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I remember him telling me that he's trying to put out like at least one new beer every week. I believe it. There's always something new, always a lot of good saisons on draft. That um, is good. I thank like you. That. Thank you. Um, so I feel like that that's a perfect opportunity to get inspiration for beers. Though. Yeah, I would too. Um, but I, it's also, I know it's a business, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's tough. You got to, you only have a certain amount of volume you can make. And, you know, he's got to keep the kegs filled and some distribution he's doing. Uh, I know it's it's not always easy to just make new things all the time. Yeah, I, you know, like with with this podcast, like sometimes I have a hard time coming up with some creative stuff, yeah, you know, because, yeah. you know, when you need to keep creativity going at mm-hmm. some point, you've been doing that for so long that you're just like, I feel like I'm running out of ideas. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of need to like <clears throat> here and there pick someone else's brain or something. But yeah, I can see where that would be really tough for him to just kind of be like, all right, we're putting out a new beer every week Mm -hmm. how do we keep it new constantly over like years yeah yeah well it's so far the crowd hasn't died down that's good i i think there it's been pretty consistent Uh, i mean for me personally i'm at the point in my life where i don't want to sit in a crowd 
So when I go You're there with me, man. When I go there, I'm gonna go at a time when I know it's not as busy. Uh right on. because I can just take my dog, uh Hang sit, out. have have a little bit and get home and aim home safely and yep. just you know, do my own thing. I, I'm with you on that. That usually when Rebecca and I venture out to breweries we try and do it like during the day on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, no not many people are yeah. gonna be there. Yep. So yeah, or if we end up having like days off during the week, that's a perfect time yeah. to go to a brewery because yep. we are the same. Not not a big fan of crowds. Uh, you want to you want to be able to go to a place and know that you have a place to sit. That's true. So you can do your sampler. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little hard to stand there with a sampler. And yeah, it is that way and annoying. Yeah, but cool. Um, let's do the last absolutely. one. Absolutely. So this one you said was a sour. Yeah, this, sour. This was a. One year I had purchased double, so cool. it was like twenty twenty five dollars for five gallons. It's a great deal. Um, plus, you don't have to do the work of making it. And I did a couple one gallon excursions, and this particular one, I added lactobacillus, nice. and that dropped the pH a little bit for a little while. Then I reboiled it to lock it in and kill that bacteria. Yeah. And then I put it back in the fermentation vessel with apricot puree and then re-fermented with uh, just a clean California ale yeast. And this has been in the bottle. This is the last one of these. This has been in the bottle, I'd say, about at least a year. And Hmm. uh, nice and settled. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cool. I'm excited. Always down for some sours. Yeah. Especially sours with some fruit. Yeah. Big fan. Love it, love it. This might pop. All right. Yep, there, there it go. is. I actually like that sound on the podcast. Those types of things, like cans opening, yeah, bottles popping. It's a great sound for the podcast. Plus, it means your beer's still carved. That's also good. <laughs> <laughs> the most fundamental thing that's important about it. This, uh, it looks very orange. Yeah, this is definitely orange. Super orange, relatively clear. Yeah, it's been in the fridge the whole time, and everything's settled to the bottom. I didn't jostle it up on the way here, so the, the clarity's nice. Um, nice amount of head to it. Yeah. Quite, quite a bit. Not getting anything on the nose. Maybe a little butterscotchy. Yeah, it does smell very butterscotchy. Could be some oxidation. Yeah. Yeah, butterscotch. Not an unpleasant aroma, but definitely not real malty. Yeah, it's definitely not good for this style. Yeah, I, don't, I don't smell it. I don't smell any sour or any uh, any apricot for some reason. <laughs> I get a little bit of sourness to it. A little it. bit. Yeah, this one's definitely past its prime. Malty. Yeah, a little little bit of a, a tartness, but nothing major. I can taste the apricot on the end. Yeah. It's kind of like sugar apricot. Mm -hmm. You know how like some people do like, they'll have peaches and then put like cinnamon sugar on them and bake them. them. It's kind of like that if you did it with an apricot. So it's not bad. It's just not what was originally done. Yeah, this one's just okay. Yeah, a year year didn't do well on it. No, it did not. Slightly tart. Sure, you know, like brown sugar 
apricot, basically baked apricot. Drinkable, but not not ideal. Just rebrand it now. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it's a it's a brown sugar yeah. baked apricot ale. People go nuts for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. They're like, oh yeah. It's all about expectations mm-hmm. at this point. So mm. I enjoy it though. Um actually you could because it has that kind of like brown sugar note to it, you could probably pass this off as like a holiday ale. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, yeah, apricot. That's what I was going man. for, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally what was intended from the get go. <laughs> cool. So, um, how have you fared in these work challenges? Pretty decent. At independent, I got—I've never got first, but I've got second twice. Okay. And to me, that's just the great feeling. I—I I don't need people to love the beer, yeah. but it's nice to know that it's at least quality and. Tasting it blind, like if you get, if I give it to a friend, I mean, I I can happily take any any critiques, but they might not give them to me. <laughs> right, right. But so it's nice for like an independent panel to to even if they're not the most like they're not like BJCP judges, they're just local people that volunteer in their time. But yeah. hey, I'll take any anybody who likes it, and it's nice. It's really nice to feel. Cool. So, are you seeing the same people getting first place? Or placing in um, general? I don't think so. Um, I, don't I think know it was two. Di- like... It was two different first place people. Okay. Um, from what I recall, that's cool. And then I did. I brewed a uh, what I called a breakfast stout. It was uh, similar to uh, Founders KBS. It was a stout, and with my system, I could only get it up to like around eight percent. I can only make five gallon batches. My I can only use so much malt. So the limitations for me, it's hard to, for me to get like up over 10%. So I brewed a nice stout, had cacao nibs. It had cold brew coffee. It had uh, oak, so, um, oak cubes that were soaked in bourbon oh, so um, and vanilla bean. It, it was like a kitchen sink of stouts <laughs> and it turned out delicious. And I submitted it to the Maryland state fair homebrew competition that also got second. So I think the nice. theme is I'm just the world's f- first loser. <laughs> I think that's one way to look at yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. So, um, when you're saying you can, you can only get it up to 8%, that's totally good with someone like me. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't need these, high ABV, like 10 and above percentage sure. uh, yeah. stouts, you know, especially, I mean, honestly, that's what I'd like to start seeing more of yeah. is these Imperial stouts that have that bourbon character, but are like 8% mm-hmm. or like anything under t- 10, really. As long as you get the, the beer has the body to, to, yes. to carry that bourbon flavor that comes through. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's a win. Yeah. And, uh, there's ways to get body and beer without, boosting the ABV, yes. and I think with that beer, it, it worked out really well. It's just like the the brewery, the brewery, like yeah. when, they, when they make Black Tuesday, that's like 20% alcohol. Yeah, it's insane. It's totally un- unnecessary. Um, it's an amazing beer. It tastes great, but I don't really want to 
drink that much of it because it's 20 friggin' percent. And the, the format they use makes it impossible to open on your own. 750 milliliter. <laughs> I think they're going to be changing that, though. Yeah, I, I heard that as Moving well. Moving it to 375 yeah. milliliter, which is a good move, but still, like, you don't need it to be 20%. They make another version called So Happens It's Tuesday, and, and that's like 11, or no, I think it's like 13, actually. And that, I think that, that gets keg distribution here. Because oh, I, I believe that, I got that at one of the local places, maybe Falston Barrel House or something, had it on draft. Oh, I think you're right. And yeah, it was a good beer to stumble on. Yeah, so that that basically is just like Black Tuesday, but lower ABV. Still so, high, but lower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like 7% lower just about, but yeah, that's this, crazy. But this apricot sour... Definitely past its prime. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just rebrand yeah. it. Just say that's not what this is. And, you know, you're good. So, mm. Well, cool. Um, I know that Phil plans on continuing with the war challenges. I think it's a great idea. I'm glad that people are participating in it, obviously. Um, the participation level, I know you said for, like, the IPA one, there were, like, 30 different IPAs. Yeah, yeah. You think that throughout the competitions they've been a lot of participation i think i mean i think he's able to sell all the wart um and i know he definitely doesn't have to do this you know i doubt he makes any money on this um and it thankfully doesn't tie equipment up for more than for more than a day Mm -hmm. but you know definitely doesn't make money on it it's just his way of you know Keeping connected. keeping and connected with the the homebrew community and Good you know once a homebrewer always a homebrewer I guess so I, I'm much appreciative of it Good. and I know a lot of people are. Um, isn't there one happening soon? Yes, absolutely. What are you working on for that? I am making a Brett beer. So yeah, got the wort and I added uh, two vials of Brettanomyces clausini, Brett C. Oh, you did talk about it. Yes, we did. <laughs> Continue. We talked about it. Might, might have been on the last episode. Who, who cares? Let's, yeah, let's, keep uh, going. I'll, I'll, um, it's just rehash it again. Yeah. yeah, so then I'm going to add some fruit and finish it off with uh, Belle Saison yeast yep. to dry it out. Um, we'll see how it goes. I nice. don't know the fruit yet. That's to be determined. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I love this idea of, of the word challenge. When I first saw it pop up on social media, I was like, that's a cool idea. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. So nice. I'll continue sipping on this um, apricot, uh, brown sugar apricot mm-hmm. ale. Uh-huh. <laughs> With a head of butterscotch. Yeah. <laughs> and let's do the mystery beers Sounds now. good. All right. So the first one, A, looks like a golden ale. Yes. It's just very clear uh, yellow. Yep. Clear yellow. Clear Straw yellow. colored-ish. Yep. yep. For sure. Smell it. What? It smells like cinnamon. Man, that's weird. It smells like some spice. Straight cinnamon. I don't think I. Little pilsner finish. Definitely seems like a pilsner base. Cinnamon pilsner. Is that what this is? Mm. That's so much cinnamon, though. Am I right? Yeah, I'm picking it up. Holiday holiday pilsner. Is that what this is? I don't know. This is so weird. There's a little bit of, like, honey on the finish. There's a little bit of that kind of, like, hay note to it. I'm getting some floral. Yeah, I can see a little bit <laughs> a little bit of it. Mm. <clears throat> that cinnamon's getting in my nasal cavity and staying. That is so strong. 
Like, literally, the amount of cinnamon it smells like is if you just, like, pop the cap off, like, an actual, yeah. like, jar of cinnamon and just take a deep whiff. Good God. It smells like, like, the old <laughs> potpourri your, your grandmother would have in your bathroom. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm a little scared of this, but let's try it. The, the, the cinnamon yeah. is there. Tastes less. It tastes a little more muted than the aroma would give off. Yeah, thankfully. Um, I'm gonna wonder if this is like a dog, a flying dog, it Christmas have. something. I don't know. I I know I've tried the three new holiday beers, and I don't recall this. That tastes like a snickerdoodle lager. Kind of. Yeah, is what I would think it would be marketed as. It's got that sugariness, yeah, yeah. The, obviously the cinnamon to it, and it's got like a clean lager finish to it yep. uh, with some sweetness, a little hay. Um, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. I don't hate I'm, it. I mean, I'm enjoying this this little taste of it. I'm, I'm not hating it for sure. I don't think I... Eh, I was going to say I don't think I can do 12 ounces. I definitely could not. But I think by maybe. the time I get past like half a pint, I would be done <laughs> You can share 12 ounces yeah. with someone. Let's put it that way. Mm. Interesting idea. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, you have to be good with cinnamon. If you're yeah. not, like, super good with cinnamon, you're going to hate, hate, hate this beer. Yeah, it's cinnamon. I like cinnamon. Um, I usually... I, I don't like a lot of spice yeah. in my beers, though. And so, this I'm not huge on. But I don't hate it, which is a kind of a... A win, yeah, in a sense, for it being as spicy as it is. So, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah I feel like it was. I feel like it's got to be flying dog, <laughs> like a snickerdoodle lager. It's got to be. I don't know if that exists. Maybe but. it's their collab with Otterbein Cookies. Yeah, because I know they've been doing that. For people who don't know, Otterbein's like a Maryland cookie company, and some years ago they did. They did a pack of beers that were inspired by the cookies. Yes. And we did an episode of the show trying the beers with the cookies to see how it went. You can find it on the website. It's a long time ago. But Alright. Interesting. Let's uh yeah. go to beer B. Uh looks pink. Definitely pink. Uh yeah. Very clear. It's like if you had apple juice and added a bunch of water is what the color I'm getting a little bit too. And maybe a little bit of Raspberry juice in there. What does it smell like? I don't know. That smells weird. It smells like kind of rubbery. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> the sole of a shoe is what it smells. Yeah, like. I actually just put some new insoles in some of my shoes yesterday, and this is basically it's what taking it you back. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. There's a little fruitiness, maybe. That could just be me looking at the color while I'm smelling. No, I definitely get the fruitiness. I'm trying to identify it. That's tough. I'm still getting the cinnamon out of my nose. <laughs> yeah. It'll take a while to purge that. Raspberry? Maybe. Is it raspberry? It might be raspberry. Really? It's very light on the yeah. aroma. Very light. There's a honey note right under whatever the, the fruit is. <sighs> Might mm. be a tad grapiness to it, too. Yeah, a little like white grape. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna try this. This yeah. is this is weird. Oh, it's just, it's sour, like well, not sour, but like tart. Definitely a little bit tart. Not unpleasant. 
got maybe some hibiscus in it, you think? Yeah, I can see that, definitely. Yeah, definitely could be hibiscus, because I think that hibiscus comes off a little fruity. It can, and, and this this is the color I would associate with it. Mm-hmm. So, the tartness is lemony. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, it's kind of a little bit of that kind of hibiscus-type yeah. flavor. Clean. I mean, it comes off yeah, it clean. tart, but clean. Hmm. I'm not mad at this beer. I don't know if... It reminds me of, like... um. Like a scented soap, though. I'm getting a little soapiness <laughs> to it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Thankfully, I don't taste the rubber. No, definitely not. That's good. And I don't. I can't really zero in on that smell anymore. That was more of an initial. That kind of has dissipated for me. So one of the things, this is coming off as like a kettle sour beer to me. Yeah. Um, very one note yeah. tartness yeah. to it. I don't get much of any complexity really no complexity um so it's a pr- it's a pretty flat beer for mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. for that reason um eh, i don't okay. hate it it's okay let's see these are two interesting beers yeah talk about flavor explosions <laughs> yeah um yeah going back the cinnamon one isn't working for me now <laughs> it's even more cinnamony perception yeah. to it hmm Hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't... Okay. I think, well, I gotta take one more. Mm -hmm. One more sip of A just to nail down my number. Okay. I know where I am. Uh, Did you want to go first? You want me to go first on the ratings? I'll go first this time. Alright, go ahead. So, on the first beer, I'm actually... If three is kind of like the baseline, I'm going to give this a two. Okay. It just isn't working for me. If I, I like cinnamon not as a, not as a main player. Yeah. I like it as a, like a slight hint association. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And definitely, I've never had a cinnamon light light beer. (laughs) This is a first for me. It's ballsy to do It is. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's gross. It's definitely not. And it's. It does taste like you said, like a snickerdoodle cookie. Yeah. Definitely get the like the doughiness from the malt, yeah, and the cinnamon, and there's a hint of sweetness to it. It it's executed like the, if if that's what they're marketing it as, we'll see. But yeah. that that's executed well. It's just it's just not working for me. So that's a two. And this tart beer is actually pretty nice. I'm liking it a little better. I mean, there's something to be said for a kettle sour. I mean, it's a lot cheaper to produce, and you can get a clean... To me, tart beers can be very refreshing, especially in the summertime. Uh, after mowing the lawn, cracking an old pro, nothing beats that to me. By union? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good goza. And this is kind of making me feel that way. Okay. I think if this was in a can with, you know, nice and cold, I could do this in the summer, and I would enjoy it. So I'm actually going to give this one a four. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So I'm actually going to give A a three. Okay. The main reason being, it's not, I'm not big on it, but I think that how they use cinnamon Mm -hmm. was, they they were more restrained than they could have been. Oh, yeah. And so I respect what they were trying to do here, but kind of like you were, when you were talking about your feelings on it, it Mm kind of made me think of, this may have been very well executed for what they were going for. But just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Doesn't make it right. Not necessarily. <laughs> so, I don't know. Eh. 
But I give it a three. Like, for what they, I think they were going mm-hmm. for, they didn't do a terrible job. Uh, B, I'm going to give it a two. Not a big <laughs> fan. I mean, like I said, it's like one note mm-hmm. tartness and then like a little bit of that kind of hibiscus to it. It's not impressing me. I don't want any more of it. It's just like, eh. <laughs> See, I keep so, going back to it. Yeah. and I don't mind it. And that's why I'm happy that we do usually two people rating these mm-hmm. beers so you can kind of balance out. Yeah. So B is the winner overall with three and A the loser 2.5. Okay. I'm not that far off. No. Let's see what A is. A, 2.5. Blue Moon. Are you kidding? <laughs> There's cinnamon horchata. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that's, uh, that's, that's a great throw in there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've actually kind of wondered about these like, yeah. variations of Blue Moon. So obviously this is an AB InBev product at the moment. Um Cinnamon and long grain rice in there. Okay. What's ABV on this? Is got to be here somewhere. Da, da, da. I don't see it. Oh, 5.5. Okay. That, right. that was my guess in the five yeah, for makes sure. Sense. Cinnamon horchata ale. Blue moon. Interesting. I'm glad I tasted that blind though because you see blue moon on the label and if you're like me, you're just... You're not going to touch it. You're not going to touch it. I mean, exactly. I, I'm not hating on AB InBev. I I don't discount things that they own. Yeah. Uh, if it tastes good, I usually give it a whirl. But this I wouldn't have bought, not in a lifetime. So, I... I no. It just seems weird. It is. The and concept of it, so... I think it's better that this one was tasted without a preconceived notion of who made it. I mean, I think they executed what they were setting out to do. It's just... Yep. I'm not going to buy it, because that's... It's just not my thing. No, you know? no. It's not my thing. Well, also, like I said, I don't buy AB, AB products, so. <laughs> so, B, the winner, overall of three. You said if it was in a can. Mm-hmm. It is in a can. So. What we got here? Another AB product. Devil's Backbone? Devil's Backbone. Their Cran Goza. All right. Tart Cranberry Ale. All and right. And the ABV on this is, why is it so hard? 4%. Okay. Well, like you said, lawnmower beer. Yeah, that's 4%. nice. 4%. No hibiscus, but... Definitely, they they used the cranberry in a nice way. I think they did. Cranberry they did. can be can be tart and harsh, but I to me it was solid. Yeah. So when when I first smelled it, I did kind of think cranberry, but then I was just like, probably not, and that's yeah. why I said raspberry because you don't see many cranberry beers. Exactly, I was like, it can't be cranberry, yeah. but yeah, there you go. Yeah, actually, I think we've I think this is a beer that we had in our house for a while. And I think it's one that Rebecca picked up okay. some time ago and was just like, oh, this sounds really good. And we just had it sitting around. But, yeah, I mean, for kettle souring, yeah, cranberry goes a shirt. Mm-hmm. Do you really get that much salt out of it? No, it doesn't come off salty to me. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, because gozas, you got to have salt. Do you have to have coriander for a goza, too? I think by style. I mean, if you're doing it by style, yeah. I thought so. I don't get any of that no. either. So, I don't know if it's like a, this is just an outside of style, which plenty of breweries do. Yeah. It's like, do whatever they want. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting I, beers, I for like, sure. That was a good blind taste. Fun. Definitely make you work for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for checking this out. Thank you, Jason, for being on. Thank you. I Much appreciate appreciated. it. Uh, and until next time, keep it brew.
This has been a Nerd Circle Podcast production. 